0: All right, all right, all right. How's everyone doing? I want to thank you so much for tuning in to Back to Your Story, a podcast about real people and real stories. This is story number 32, and today we had on the amazing Dr. Roger Sousa. Ah, oh, man, Um, you know, this man started out just as my chiropractor because I got a fucked up back, and I was really looking for uh, something to alleviate the pain that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis Uh, not only do I deal with fibromyalgia but I do deal with chronic uh, back issues and Every experience with the chiropractor up until the time I met Dr. D uh, was a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Get in, get out. But this was different. When I met him, I literally sat with him. They took x-rays of my back and I sat with him for almost 90 minutes and he explained every single thing that was going on. And he, when he was like, oh, uh, this part of your spine you know, controls this and this part of your spine controls that, I'm like shit, that makes a lot of sense, and the more and more I got to know him, I had to bring him on the podcast, and uh, this by, was by far one of my favorite uh, experiences, really getting to dive deep into so many different topics about his life, but things that are going on in today's world uh, with the medicine uh, that is practiced in westernized cultures, and he really believes in eastern and western and uh, just kind of bringing them both together and looking at things outside the box uh yeah well without further ado guys and girls that are listening to this podcast i'm super fucking pumped uh here is the story of dr roger de Sousa. oh bring it back bring it back bring it back uh if you guys are in valencia california or in the california area this man does practice at back to health um and uh just just look it up on google type in his name i'll put the information in the show notes but uh really check out this uh this man's work he's truly amazing so let's uh let's bring it back without further ado here's the story of dr roger de Sousa. boom from the land of mystery where dreams become reality always listening to stories from the past the present and the future this is back to your story Oh, shit here we go all right all right all right boom man how you doing
1: i'm excellent brock how uh, you doing bro
0: fantastic i uh i want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast it means the world to me when i first met you um i had no idea what i was getting myself into um before i share my story for the people listening i want you to just do a little
1: brief introduction name date sign Yo. Okay, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Dr. Roger DeSessa. I'm a health and wellness expert and a chiropractor. I'm mm-hmm. uh, one of 400 certified uh, wellness experts in the United States. And I, um, God, what else? Yeah i'm an old guy <laughs> wait a minute We're t-
0: <laughs> you definitely are man like uh, i definitely do not consider you an old guy by any standard I, when i when i talk about age with anyone i think it's uh not determined on the number it is determined on your health who you are your mind your soul everything um because there are people out there that are 56 years old and they look like yourself you know they're they're lively and vibrant and they're rocking out um and there's ones that aren't you know doing so well right
1: that's uh, yeah. well, how you treats the temple you exactly know, you take good care of it it takes care of you and you know that's part of it part of the picture absolutely but you know what before we get a little bit more i, I got yeah. i don't know if anybody's like i gotta paint the picture of brock okay let's hear because it because i gotta you came, <laughs> you came into the office and i go in this guy's why so you know you appreciate people like I, I don't have any tattoos yeah so you know i pay attention to people who get tattoos and i'm, I'm looking at you like you are like you really made wicked good choices because people come in I'm like oh look he's got a tribal oh, what's that about Who's <laughs> hey, tribal deck dude you know is like, okay. <laughs> it mean anything most of the time no but you know I mean you've got some great stories on you you did it the way that I would want to do which is you got you know your tats are like they tell stories in them and they're they're meaningful thank and they're you. really freaking well done I mean, you got the full sleeve going so thank you you know if you haven't seen what Brock looks like <laughs> the whole the whole thing is like it's very, it's, you know, the, the, the epitome of like the artistic guy you know the, the beard, yeah. the wild <laughs> hair. So, Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, if you get, you, you should, you gotta post a, you know, something with your tattoo. I will. On, you know, I so. will for yeah. for
0: for sure. Um, I got lucky, man. That's, that, that, that's what it comes down to. Uh, because when I first started getting tattooed, uh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, but they all have a story. They all have meaning. It's not some you know tribal tattoo or you know some this or that. Uh, everything on my body has uh, a meaning. And um, I, I think it's really important when people get tattoos to put a lot of thought into it. And so when I talk about tattoos, I say, wait till you're 25 years old. Right. You know, the frontal cortex of your body. Brain is not even fully developed until you're 25 years old. Um, so, it, for for me, as you know, 33 year old adult, uh, the way that I thought and acted when I was 18 years old uh, is completely different when I was 25 and 30 and so on. But at least by the time when you're 25 years old, you you have a little bit more of a, a worldly experience, or hopefully you do. Um, but yeah, my my tattoos, I got. I, I definitely got lucky because there are a lot of people out there with. Shitty yeah,
1: I thought i got gotten my tattoo at 21, I'd have the Tasmanian devil on my ass. So I'm glad I didn't go that route. But uh, anyway, yes. so I'll do, thanks, I'll do, thanks. so I'll do, we do a little transgression here, but let me finish a little bit more about myself because um, yeah. my passion is health and wellness. Yeah. I am also, I have three amazing children, and um, I always said I raised them adventurously, you know, because life is meant to be lived. Yes, And I'm also a runner. It's my my other passion in life. I'm a, I'm a marathon runner, and um, I had the distinct, ability to run the Boston Marathon which uh-huh. you know if you don't know um, it's like the World Series or the or the uh, the Super Bowl for for amateur runners you have yeah. to qualify for it. it's not easy to get into and uh, so I love running and you know so that I mean if you would sum it up like yeah that's who I am right there so dude, it's dude. good stuff
0: I, I absolutely love that you know um, you know I, I came into you because uh, I, I, I was just sick and tired. I was, I was done. I, I mean, I, people that listen to the podcast um, know that I, I suffer from fibromyalgia. But at the same time, I have a lot of back issues going on. And every chiropractor I've ever gone to in my entire life, it was like, get in, get out, get in, get out. Never explained anything. Never took, like, just never did anything with me. And the very first time I saw you, I was in I, I was literally talking with you in your office for over an hour and you were breaking down what you know this part of the spine does what this part of the spine does what this part of the spine does and and really painted this picture and made me feel uh, not only comfortable but i i could see you know maybe there's a light at the end of this tunnel and even after seeing you for a month one month um the first time in my entire adult life since i've had these back issues um i went you know Eight nine days without any pain until I made the stupid decision to sleep on the couch, um, and and then you know last night I started doing some handstands and throughout my lower back. But it was the first time, and it's because when I come to you, you truly care and and you break things down and and you you. Uh, give people um, a, a real chance at fighting this without having to take prescription pills, because in the you know in the United States of America, uh, especially, we have such an epidemic. Um, of, of you know, people taking, you know, opiates, this, that, and the other. And if you can, you know, cure those pain, if you can cure that pain uh, through, you know, things like yourself, what you teach and what you share, um, people will be a lot better off.
1: You know, that's that's the big thing. When I committed to being a doctor, I thought you know, my goal was to do things differently than what the experience that I had had was. You know, I was used to, like everyone else, you go to a doctor, you know, they're going to label you with some problem. They're going to whip out their pad. They're going to write something out they're going to hand you out, you know, and go go ahead and take this and, you know, the proverbial, you know, take two aspirin and see me in the morning. Yes. And, um, I never felt like, you know, do, do they even know what I want? I and mean, did they, like yeah, okay, I've got this thing going on, but I committed to like, okay, when I sit down with somebody, it's not always like the pain that brought them in isn't necessarily the thing that they're looking to improve about their life. I mean, that's a crazy yeah. thing because people go in and they go, oh, you know, I got this, uh, I got this back pain. And I go, okay, well, what what is it preventing you from doing? Like, that's like the most important question because everybody has goals in life and things that yes. want we'll to be able to achieve. And, you know, that's kind of distilling down like, well, you know, I like to um, I like to play with my kids and I can't lift them up. It hurts every time I pick my kids up. And I'm like, well, then let's get you to the point where you can pick your kids up again. We'll focus on getting you to that point. Like, you know, the pain may or may not go away. My biggest goal is to get them as pain-free as I can, but my goal is to get them to do the things that they love to do in life that they can't, the pain prevents them from doing. And that's where the happiness and joyous yeah. so I see the craziest now I get people come in with some really wild stuff like people can come in and like you know yeah they got back pain or shoulder pain and then I'm starting to work on them They're like hey doc since you've been working on me my, my digestion is better man I'm sleeping through the night I haven't had that happen in a long time hey I, I had sex with my wife yeah it was like awesome <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do that a month ago yeah. I'm like yeah that's where the juice is right there yeah. and you know and that's where medicine kind of fails us because they don't sit down and they ask us hey what can we do for you they they you know they the pad comes out the Prescription comes out, and unfortunately, um, when it comes to back pain, doctors don't like to deal with it. These guys are experts in like like you got a, an organ that's a problem. You know, you got a pathology. They're great at that. But when it comes to back pain, they kind of got like, "Oh man, I don't want to deal with this." Yes. And unfortunately, what happens is. That prescription will come out, and then you have to look. If you got an opioid, like sixty four thousand people died. I think it was two thousand and eighteen. We can fact check that. Crazy sixty four thousand people died from opioid addiction or, or prescription, you know, drugs. Oh my God, it's nuts. So we need a different way of approaching this system. Yes. I mean, these are brothers and sisters and, and nieces and nephews and and parents and listen this this system is it's kind of broken you know it is. we need a different approach towards it's,
0: it oh my gosh it's it's so terrible what was the number daniel so more than 67,000 yeah, as 67,000 67, yeah we got to get you on a microphone that being said yeah, we'll yeah. do that next time yeah. um uh so 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 daniel just fact checked 67,000 in 2018. 2018 in 2018 one, year. one year that's astronomical i can't even um fathom uh that number in my head because why does this even happen in the first place like everything that you're 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 saying right now but it just doesn't even make sense and it all starts because at least in, in my mind you know um they go to the doctor, they get handed this pill and
1: then, you know, it's just kind of like the snowball effect. Yeah, and I want to be really clear about this because doctors are wicked smart people. I've got several friends that are doctors and I love them. They're great. We talk about this stuff all the time and I don't, you know, I have a saying like, you know, when you, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. When you're trained a certain way, you have a certain approach of dealing with it. You may not even see all the other options that are out there and unfortunately, you know, through our a medical care system in the United States, which has been here for a long time, yeah. we have this um, sort of approach that we've become like, you know, that pill pop in society. You know, there's a pill yeah. for every ill. There's a powder for every, you know, every problem we got. And it doesn't, I mean, th- this is how we got to the point. And unfortunately, I tell you what, um, when I look at pharmaceutical companies, you know, if you look at the bottom, their bottom line, what they're after, their goal is to produce a, uh, a profit for the shareholders. Yeah. Bottom line. And what that means is that, you know, if they they got a drug that they can get you on for the rest of your life, man. That is it. That is, let's go that route. Lifestyle drugs are the biggest thing right now. They're not looking to cure. They don't come up with the, the antibiotic that's going to wipe out, you know, tuberculosis once no, and for never. all. No, never. Because they, they're, the last thing they want to do is have to develop a drug that somebody, that's the last resort drug. Yeah. Like why would, and that's where we're running into the problem right now because nobody's going to invest in something that you take one or two times and then you're done with it. No, never, and, never. Uh, and uh, so- there's a really great book out there. It's called um, uh, "Our Daily Meds." Okay, and if you want to dig a little deeper into you know what goes on within the pharmaceutical company, I really, really highly recommend that one. And you know, it will blow your mind. Our Daily Meds. Our Daily Meds. Yeah, yeah it really kind of uncovers the whole thing. Um, but but you yeah. just you 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 kind of pointed out uh, a really important
0: you know thing that I always talk about is the, the pharmaceutical companies are just creating band-aids, right? You never hear, oh, they cured this or they cured that, right? It's, uh, you know, take this and then take it again and then take it again and take it again and take it again And then for the rest of your life, you have to be on this pill, but then this pill is going to cause this and this pill is going to cause
1: that. But That means you got to take this to take care of that. Okay. So that's a good point. We talk about polypharmacy. Um, this is a really big deal. So you think, you know, somebody takes a medication and we, in this point, we really got to look at our, our, our elders, right? you know parents grandparents whatever anybody over the age of 65 like almost everybody is on one drug and you start the older you get the more drugs start adding up now here's the thing about a medication you take one medication you got the side effects from that medication right you take two medications you have the side effects from both medications and the interactions between the two of them now you take three medications it's exponential it's three to the third power Or 27 (laughs) interactions, drug interactions. Now, the problem is people start taking more drugs and they end up in the doctor's office with this new problem that came up. I didn't used to have an issue with my digestive system, but now I can't take a crap normally. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. We got a drug for you. And you see, the cycle keeps going. And I get people in my practice that are on, and I kid you not, like 10 to 12 medications. And I'm my like, God. at what point do we put the brakes on it and say, hold on a minute? Yes. So here's the thing that, that gets me, right? You all know who Heath Ledger is, right? Of course. You know what he died from? Uh, what you, sleeping pills? Yeah. Okay, so people go, oh, it was overdose, right? Now, okay, now Heath Ledger was... It th- apex of his career yes and he had like an amazing life yeah he went into his medical doctor with three conditions he had um pain he had uh, sleeplessness and depression and he was prescribed medication for each one of those problems and and maybe they happen at the same time maybe they're different times but now he's on three meds he goes back to the doctor and he goes doc you know i'm still dealing with depression i still got some pain i'm still having some sleep issues don't worry Heath. we will get you another set of prescriptions for you know, now he's on two drugs for each of the conditions. So six. And he is and what killed him was the drug interactions. <sighs> he was taking properly prescribed medications by the doctor, and those interactions were what did him in. And Keith Heath is like he is well known. Very well known. You can't imagine how many other people who are not well known have this issue going on and they're dying every yeah it's about time somebody puts their freaking foot down and says enough is enough our system needs to be revamped it does let's look at it from the point of view like i don't know about you guys but health insurance (laughs) you know when they're they're saying like oh you know two thousand dollars a month for a policy oh you got kids oh you know and what does it buy you because the health insurance companies have their motivation which is they need to make a profit for their shareholders and how do yeah. they do it well they pay less money out for services and they collect more money in for the the premiums and that's how they do it and you think that insurance is going to get better in the future hell no, no. and there's some point where we is is our collective, country who are in our age group have got to go we, you know we can't afford it yeah. we can't stand for this anymore it's not getting us anything and in, in, you know this system needs a revamping it needs to be just turned over and I think the way that we're going to have to do it is that hey listen take control of your health now. Yes, and that, absolutely. We, we vote with our feet, right? So first thing is you got to take your temple and you got to start putting the right food into it. Yep. You got to start moving it the right way. And the third ingredient that people often miss out on is you got to start thinking the positive thoughts, not the sick thoughts, not, oh man, my body's breaking down. Oh, you know, so, like people come into my office, like, doc, my body's breaking down. I'm like, shut up. Yes. Yeah. First thing, you got to create an affirmation of healing in your body. It's you huge. Know? So I tell people, listen, and you guys repeat after me. You can say this right now. I'm gonna Let's right do now. It. Okay I am I am a healing
0: a healing machine machine, machine. Yes. I am a healing Machine. It. Come on, if you are listening to this, I yeah. am a, a healing, healing machine, machine Say yeah. it. I am a healing machine. <laughs> One more time. I am a healing 100%. machine. Start with that.
1: Start with that and then I love that. Yeah. You tell your body it's not working or breaking down and it will reward you. Yes. You tell your body it's healing and it's capable of doing better and, and, and you know achieving that next level of health, it will reward you. 100%. And then you gotta make the decisions that'll get you to the right place you want to get to. Yeah. Now here's the biggest thing I tell people all the time, you know, you know, they go. Oh, well, you know, what should I eat? I think everybody knows, you know, if you're given the choice between uh, a bag of chips and an apple, yeah. you know, which one is going to get you to greater health, yeah. right? So, um, but the steps sometimes get a little confusing, so, you know, it, it, like a ground zero. if Somebody said to me, "Look, I, I really eat crap." You know, I'm, like, so I always say, like, you know, the the bottom line, worst diet: Jack Daniels and Twinkies. Right Jack Daniels and Twinkies. I'm a Jack yes. Daniel Twinkie diet. Doc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go. Well, we got some work to do. Yes, all right. you do. But you know, listen, if your diet's, you know, if you're not at that point, um, so here, here, one simple thing to do: just add one serving of a fresh fruit or vegetable to each meal. Yeah. That's all I got to do. It's Listen, simple. I can go plant based. I can tell you all the advantages of it. I yeah. can, I can. We can go like we can talk paleo all you yeah. want. There's tons of advantages with those diets, um, but most people just struggle with that basic decision, which is just you know put you sit down for dinner and you're having an In-N-Out burger. Grab an apple. Yeah. You know, grab a have some have some broccoli. You know, yeah, just baby steps. Throw something into yeah. it to get a little bit of the green in first. Yes. And then you know the next thing is you got to you got to listen. You, it only really requires three things to create greater health in your body. That's right. You got to you got to eat well. You, you got to move well. And you got to think good thoughts. Yeah. Right. So and and you have to know that there's a there's toxicity in the way we eat, in the way we move, in the way we think, and there's um, there's sufficiency in the way we move, the way we eat, and the way we think. So if you just eat, address one, stay away from the toxic stuff. You know, go towards the healthier stuff. And then, you know, the exercise is another big one. It's huge. So here's the thing. But with with exercise, it's really wild because you can go to, like, the European Council on Exercise. You can go to the American uh, Academy of whatever it is. whatever the, yeah. the, Whoever's going to dictate whatever the exercise should be. And here's the bottom line. Like, I've studied the healthiest people on the planet. And, and so if I ask you, like, who do you think the healthiest people on the planet are? What, do you, what would you say? Joe Rogan. <laughs>
0: My fuckers healthy. I see him with shit. his belief right now. Yes. I, guess. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he just is. I mean, it's 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 yeah. Yeah, Joe's okay. Joe's on top of it. Yeah. So yeah, we, so. But, 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 but I know what you're going to say yeah. but
1: you're going to say uh, we, we've had this discussion yeah, stuff, yeah okay, we yeah. did so people go well the French the Japanese yeah yeah, yeah they're healthy but they're not yeah. the healthiest the people that are healthiest on the planet are the ones that, that live in congruency with our hunter-gatherer 100%, genetics 100% 100% yeah? and, and in hunter-gatherer societies the current ones that are living today there's Inuit and there's people in the Andes and I think it's always funny like oh we found this tribe in the Andes like they've never seen humans before yes. and they're in their 60s and they not not a cancer or heart disease that's really <laughs> wild like how is that you know well because they're doing what our genetics are designed yes, to do they're yes. eating the way they're, so they're eating what grows from the ground or walks the ground or flies in the sky naturally and it's a, yeah. in an environment but um so when that comes to that movement stuff which is the exercise um what they, they figured out when when you study uh, hunter gatherers they move on average they, they do the equivalent of walking about nine miles a day Jeez, yeah so Jeez. they're, they are moving they are and constantly, moving. constantly moving. But you know, people go, oh yeah, doc, I can't walk nine miles a day. I go, yeah, I get it. But if you can burn 450 calories, pick your choice of whatever exercise you want, yeah. you're going to come pretty close to doing what you need to do. So get that extra added calorie burnage in yeah. and you know, you'll do yourself a world of good. You can't rely on, oh, well, we need to exercise three days a week for 30 minutes. You know what? who made the rules on that and where did they get that information? It doesn't from? make sense. No, it doesn't. And that's why you have all this conflicting, you know, everybody says something different to say, but move like a, like you, know, hunter gatherer, you know, you get that walk and get that
0: time. in. it's, it's so true. I mean, it's such a valid point. Um, and it's such a problem, especially in the United States of America, you know, with obesity and diabetes oh, running so rampant. And right now with COVID, um, one of the things that, you know, people constantly miss is that we're talking about vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. But if we look at the numbers, right, um, it is affecting, you know, the older generation mm-hmm. and then affecting, uh, you know, people with, with with health issues, you know, mm-hmm. diabetes, heart issues that are overweight. But why aren't we talking more about uh how to take care of yourself, things to eat, vitamins, supplements, just a way to live a better life. Uh, We know for a fact, right, people that um, take better care of themselves are able to fight off, you know, things like the flu, thing, you know, other issues, even the cold, right? Uh, it's how we take care of ourselves on a day-to-day basis, but constantly the media is just, you know, pumping, you know, vaccine and numbers and all of this
1: bullshit, but why aren't we talking about how to take care of the human body? Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so here's the thing that's kind of a mind-blower for me that you know the, these plagues come and go of course it's been a part of human nature since yeah. humans have been around and 100%. the earth has a really great way of correcting itself when it needs to yes the thing is we're we're kind of on this big ball that has been here for mm. billions trillions i mean a long long billions long years. time how long has the earth been here we'll 3.6 trillion i don't know six billion that. years maybe it's maybe it's like six 3 or billion. seven Five what four point 5, five billion? Four okay, four point five billion years. So we're are just like this wow. little blip on the history of the planet. <laughs> this planet goes, and I really look at it this way. I go, you know, we, every every hundred years something comes through, yeah, and it, it corrects. So There was bubonic plague, couple of rounds of that through Europe. Yep. There was the Spanish flu of nineteen eighteen, nineteen nineteen. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta like consider this that the reason why you're here today was because your ancestors survived that stuff that went through. And when that second wave of the bubonic plague went through, the Black Plague, it took 200 years for the human population to recover to where it was before that hit. And I tell you what, this COVID thing, it's awful. It is. And human lives are, you know, they're valuable. They're valuable. Uh, But at the same time, if you're not treating your body the way it's supposed to be treated, the earth is going to go, well, we're going to correct it. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, being an being an American, we are not the healthiest segment of the population. No. We don't treat our bodies well. Yeah, um, what was the statistic? We consume fifty percent of. We all the resources in healthcare worldwide so Americans use like 50% of all the resources worldwide for healthcare you would think we would be like the healthiest country on the planet 100% you would be like we are a number with longevity and infant mortality and we are we come up like 37th according yeah, to the World not Health even, Organization not it's even appalling close. it's yeah. really appalling and, and again when are we going to put our foot down and go hey you know enough's enough yeah. and wh- how did we get to this state well we got to this state because we lulled ourselves into our own addictions and our own like food is the, is the easiest thing to get to. It's huge. Like nobody's gonna like you get a craving in the middle of the night. You want a burger? Like you can go through a drive-thru and the cops are gonna pull you can up and go, go on your phone. Right? you can gonna it's gonna come to your house right now's gonna whoo hey pull over drop yes. the chalupa you know he's got the he's got the number he's got the number. So
0: I, I actually got something that go. correlates with you guys. The US ranks 34th in <laughs> life
1: expectancy at birth. Jeez uh, following number one which is Japan which is one of the highest smoking whoa
0: away. wait 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 number one is Japan oh, number yeah. one is Japan for life expectancy at birth so we're number 34 Japan is number one and they have the highest smoking, smoking. wow one of
1: the highest smoking populations wow holy uh, shit cultures, yes. yeah So, um, (laughs) Hey, uh, if if that doesn't scream out like, yeah, things are a bit broken. Yeah. (laughs) A hundred percent. And if we're taking
0: upwards of 50% of, you know, the, the health resources
1: worldwide, we we should, we should be fucking outliving everyone. In fact, I think if you combine countries number two, three, and four behind us, they still don't, we, we still surpass them with their totals combined. I mean, we are, it's nuts what we spend on on medical care. Now, the reason, one of the reasons why, I mean, I can get into the whole, yeah, but why, why? Well, um, the pharmaceutical companies have a pretty firm grip on our country. hundred percent. And they will say that they, they charge us more than, as an American we will pay more for drugs because other countries have the ability to go to a pharmaceutical company and negotiate. So let's say they want to get a, a they want to get a cholesterol-lowering medication. So they can go to, and I'm not going to name names, but they can go to a pharmaceutical company and go, we, we like your cholesterol-lowering medication. We want to pay three cents for it for each tablet. Where in, the, in America, that same thing goes for $5 a tablet. and And... They, and they don't, if, they, if they don't agree with them, they go, well, we'll go to the next pharmaceutical company and we'll, we'll do a little bid. We'll see who, yeah. who's going to give us the cheapest price. The United States does not have the power as our citizens to negotiate with the pharmaceutical companies. And do you know why? No. It's called a lobby because pharmaceutical companies pay money to every single politician. They don't pick one or two. They, go, they, pay, they put money in every one of their pockets because yeah. no matter who wins – They win. Yes. It's the largest contributor to um, political campaigns in the United States. The pharmaceutical companies are so it's a broken system and we are the pawns in this but, whole thing but,
0: but but we have such a broken system how the fuck do we even fix it i mean because so many people unfortunately are so blind uh to the issues that we're, we're we're speaking about and it's no disrespect to anyone um i i hope that you know anyone listening you know lives a long and healthy life but it's just facts right. in the united states of america united states of america we do not have it and I, I don't know. I wrap my head around it time after time after time.
1: I just don't know how to fix it. Somebody tried. Somebody tried. We had to look at the models around the world to see who was doing a successful job of keeping their citizens healthy at a good price. And it's called socialized medicine. Yeah. But you can't say that in the United no, States. Cause no, you no, no, would no, piss no. a bunch of entrepreneurs and businesses off like nobody's business. Yep, yep. Obama tried it and they labeled Obamacare. You yep. know, and, and then they tried, the, you guys ever heard of this thing called the death panels? No. no That was like a big thing Because they, what happened was 80% of all the Medicare resources Go to like the last 18 months of care In the United States Wow So keeping people alive Those last few months And what somebody said Is like We need to like rein this in Because listen Hey let's face it guys By the time we get to Medicare There's going to be Nothing left of yeah, it Yeah exactly So they said We got we to you know, Save the resources here We need somebody To sit down and go Is this person Is it worth putting All this money in To save them A few extra months Or no, weeks Unfortunately And they called it Death panels Because who's going To make the decision? Who should live or die? Well, the pharmaceutical companies didn't want anybody making a decision on, like how much they can give somebody drugs or not. The hospitals certainly didn't want that decision either because you know they make money off of every elderly patient that they they keep in there. And it became this cycle, and man, it spun. And now it's labeled, "Oh, Obamacare. It's evil. It's bad. It's going to ruin." And it's not. It was, somebody tried to come up with a solution, and it just got shot down. And now we're back. We're heading towards an iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're heading. Yeah. Keep yeah. in mind, Obamacare was named strategically, so yes. you can pinpoint it on a person, and then filled with so much crap. That wasn't what he even wrote as no. a bill. No. It's just what he could pass, and he said, I hope that you guys will fix it in the future
0: yeah but obviously that's not
1: he tried and unfortunately so you know again the powers that be who have all the money are making a lot of the decisions that come with this now i have this look crazy like i would sometimes i go to sleep at night and i envision this thing that happens like i think you know what it's between the pharmaceutical companies the fast food industries and the hospitals and doctors Ah. and what happens is they go listen doctors go don't listen we won't talk about you know what how do people you know what drugs or listen don't talk about food let's not talk about the bad diet okay and then the "Well, let's not talk about you know the drug thing let's just let's keep quiet and let everything yeah. happen let them eat what they want we'll give them the drugs and they'll come to the hospitals and man what a triangle of profit
0: do you think that uh, they actually sit there and you know think about like you know like the way that you're breaking it down and explaining? no
1: I don't I think it's kind of a serendipitous yeah, thing that really happened. Right? like each of these industries has become so powerful but they do really kind of feed on each other yeah. and who we you know we're in the middle of all of it and yes. the best thing you can do is just take control of your own health again it comes down to our personal choices and decisions yeah. you know what you put in your mouth is either going to make you sick or it's going to feed your, your health you yes. know and you've got to make that decision now the problem is that, like i said it's addictions <laughs> like it is. food is the biggest addiction in the world huge you know i uh yeah. We've got to we've got to figure out, and it comes down to a priority too. I mean, can I can not tell you right now. If I put like, you know, your favorite food, like, so here's the thing I can tell with my patients that are a bit overweight. You can imagine for a second, what is your go-to food when you're like stressed? If somebody, put, if I put it in front of you right now, like the worst, like you, you know, your cheat food. If I put it in front of you right now, like, what would it be? Like, what would be that thing you just like? Oh man, I love those. What would it be? Uh, White claw. White claw. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, drink. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. That's yeah, 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 so,
1: alcohol. So sometimes <laughs> when I get patients that come in, they're struggling. I tell them, okay, you eat that or drink that in a mirror, full length mirror naked, slowly. Yeah now we got <laughs> yeah. right? right so you got to anchor something negative onto the habit that you're doing if you want to make the change and sometimes people are like oh god I can't do that doc and I'm like yeah I know I get it. it's tough but the whole thing is if you want to make a change in life you have to either look at it like if I put down a, a white claw or a glass of water in front of you and I said you drink that white claw you're going to die right now I'll drink the water the water exactly yeah. we, we know what we need to do yeah. but it's having the discipline enough to go okay I'm making the right choice because and what happens is people make choices based on either um, pleasure or pain yeah like you're gonna go either way pleasure or pain so um, when people when i motivate people to make choices to eat cleanly and, and to start working towards it it goes so far when it's pain motivated like i had my 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 best friend's so dad had a heart attack right and um after his heart attack he's like, that's it i'm gonna eat no i'm not eating meat i'm gonna eat you know fruits vegetables i'm not gonna drink anymore and the guy was great for like four or five months yep and then, like, he goes, oh, you know, I just, I just, you know, I want the, you yeah, know, yeah. The, the pain goes away. You know, yes, we, it we does. forget about it. Of course. And then we go back to the pleasure part of it. So you have to be motivated by both things. You can't just let the pain motivate you to make a change. You also have to have the pleasure built into it. And the pleasure comes in when you think about what all that great stuff of, of having good health does. Like, listen, I'm, I'm you know, I'm up there well, in a little bit of age. Yeah. And I wake up every day and I go, thank God for this body. Because, man, I operate, I like, I run full speed, like a cumulative nine hours a day. I don't sit down. I don't, I'm no, working on people. I'm moving bodies around. I'm, you know, I'm- You're getting in there. I'm getting in my, there. And getting like, in there like a know, fucking workout, I'll, so. just, I'll just tuck you right in and boom, uh. you know, I do my thing. You know, and it, it requires strength. It requires endurance. It requires, and then I have the mental aspect of it because I got to do notes and I got to keep up with patient care. And, you know, so I'm on, like I run from like 8.30 until seven, 7.15 Three days a week, and and then you know another four hours on, on another day, and I but I love it, and I can do this, and I can tell you, if I went in my t- mid twenties, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, you know, so I get that. you set the course. I mean, you got to determine how much you want, how much energy you want out of life, how much vibrancy, how much joy you want, how much you want to experience this, and you got to make that decision when you wake up in the morning. I'm going to do everything I can to make these things happen this way, or you freaking go the other direction. You take 100%. the donut and you you eat the you know, you drink stuff it. Start your day with the coffee. And the donut and the bagel and you know like Starbucks. Oh man, I gotta it's, get my. Head it's and, a fucking snowball. And I, I even while
0: you're talking, it's like I, I think about myself. You know, with fibromyalgia, and um, you know, when I was first diagnosed, right, I wasn't eating healthy. I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, I just. I, I, just didn't give a shit, right? Um, and, you know, a lot of people with fibromyalgia, especially, you know, after they have it for a while, um, it, it can be very debilitating. It's yeah. freaking horrible. It's a lot of pain and it's yeah. just like, uh, and then you, the depression and it's just like this full cycle. But once I started, you know, I, I, I once I had enough. I was like, you know, I'm either going to fucking just stay in bed all day, right? And just like, just die at a young age, or I'm going to grab my life by the fucking balls and make a change. And every single morning now I wake up, I come into my studio, I crank my freaking floor heater, get it hot as shit. And I work out for an hour, right? And I have to tell you, I wake up in the every single morning, I wake up feeling like shit. But after that hour, I feel like fucking God, and I'm ready for my day. And it's at 33 years old. This is the best I've ever felt, even with all my pain. Issues. I
1: wish everyone who had fibro would hear you, yeah. because it's such a it's such a mental breakdown. It is I mean, it's the suffering starts to consume what they do, and yes. you know to understand that you can take control with the exercise. Now, yes. listen, I'm a big fan. I got like I got you know tips and things that. Um, that I've followed over the years. And I don't know if you're familiar with Wim Hof. You heard of the guy? No. Iceman. Look him up. Iceman you know, He's, ice he's man. the Iceman Wim Hof He does this breathing technique Okay And one of the things That we suffer from Is hypoxia in our country Because people don't know How to breathe We're shallow breathers Okay And when you suffer From hypoxia Your risk of a Heart disease goes up Your cancers go up wow. Getting oxygen in the body Is one of the most important things And because we don't breathe properly We're missing out On one of the most important And free nutrients Yes So look up the guy Because he's got a breathing technique He's just phenomenal Wh- top of the right, chart His name's Wim W-I-M W-I-M H-O-F you can find him on Netflix he did a okay. whole documentary on him the dude's nuts he's like he has like 27 world records and like uh, feats of, uh, of, of you know cold and heat. holy shit yeah so, so here's the thing mental yeah if I dropped you in an in a, a, a icy lake right now You would in about four minutes, you go hypothermic for sure. Yeah, your body would start to see, you know, your organs would start to change. So, how long do you think this guy can last in a a ice bath submerged from the neck down? World record holder, how long do you think he lasts? Uh, Eight minutes. And he, he goes, an hour and 53 minutes. Yeah, the guy is freaking enough. So here's it's the thing. his brain, man. Yeah, he, well, he trained his body. He trained to have control yeah. over his autonomic nervous system, his, auto, his autonomic function. Everybody can do this. Yes. People think they're powerless over their health, and you can tap into some superhuman stuff. Yes. You just got to know the right tools, right? People with fibro. Yeah, people with fibro. So, you know, people with fibro need to understand, you can't, you, there's not, there are so many stones unturned on this. Yes. There's so many things you can do. So- um, we want to do like a little thing because we can talk. We talked about a bit like how I got to this place. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get there. Okay, hey, cool. Hey, cool. Because hey, hey. I, 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 I don't want
0: to bore people. No, like, no, no, oh, you, are, like, you are. You're, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Right, no you're cool. not. Um, so after everything that you said. I was. <laughs> 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 so. I, I I think I've asked this question before, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Did you know that you always wanted to become a chiropractor?
1: No, 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 no. Listen, I, I, I was on the opposite side of the spectrum. So like a little pullback, um, like my my parents i love them they're great people um but they were teenagers when they had me like Holy they had shit. no freaking clue what to do with this like little small child and yeah. um god bless them i mean i was born a breech in the back of a 57 chevy my dad was on Shut the way to the hospital up. you know and uh and uh so they barely made it they, they brought the bundle of joy home and like you know what's this and you know they're what are we gonna teenagers. do now what the hell and um you know, they, they did the best they could. I mean, they really did. They, they had split up when I was about three and a half years old, so you know, there wasn't a lot of foundation. And then what happened was I kind of bounced back and forth between the two of them. Whoever was least screwed up at the time would take me. And, was that rough? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, by the time I graduated from high school, I'd gone to 12 different schools. And people would always say, like, oh, you're a military brat. I had no idea what the hell that was. I'm like, mm, I don't, what's a military brat? And I'm like, no, my, my parents are just chasing greener pastures, you know. And <laughs> what I learned out of that was that it doesn't matter where you go. You take you with you. Yes. So, if you want to make a change in your life, you don't have to go move somewhere. You no. just got to change, you know, who you hang out with and what thoughts you think. Yes. So, you know, it was not what I would call, statistically, I should be in prison or dead. Absolutely. I, I say that, you know, because yeah. my parents were not well-educated people. Godly they tried. Um, but, you know, so there's a lot of back and forth stuff. Um, but what I found out was that, you know, in growing up, in, in rough circumstances, you you identify with people who, like, they're good and they can help. Yeah. So I had several lifelines thrown to me throughout my childhood that sort of guided my way. Like, I was the first one in on my family to go to college, you know, and that was wow. like a big deal. You know, Huge. my grandparents were very proud of me. Um, so, um, you know, the, but you you kind of gravitate towards uh, <laughs> towards. The good. And you can. Listen, people have a choice. You can gravitate towards the bad. Of course. I went down several pathways that could have led me into a whole lot of trouble. (laughs) And listen, I'm (laughs) grateful that I had an angel on my shoulder because I hung out the side of Car of my door going eighty miles an hour in a road in Colorado, and all who would have taken will a bug in my eye, and it would have been freaking toast, you know. Jesus but man. I did dumb things. We did we do that when we we're when we we're young. But of you know, thank God I had things to latch on to, people that were like shining lights in my life, and you, know, you grab a hold of them. So was it rough? Yeah, it was kind of rough, and I didn't really come into my own. You know, I got through high school, and I did pretty good with my grades. I was a relatively smart, dude. I liked science. You know, I hung out with science nerds. And but your parents were young, man. Yeah, they weren't. You know, my parents weren't like you know. The the talk of college didn't come up when I was a kid. Nobody said, "Oh yeah, you know maybe oh you should go to college." You know, I'm like, what the hell is that? And why would you know? Of course. But um, so I. Um, I, I kind of, but I hung out with some smart dudes who were troublemakers too. I mean, it was an advantage, you know, cause uh, that that dark side of me it kind of gravitate towards it's a little bit, a little bit of kicking yeah, it up yeah. a little bit, you know, I gotta be a rebel to do what I do for a living anyway, you know, chiropractors go against the grain, you know, yes, you gotta be do. a little tough and like spit some shit. <laughs> so, um, so I did, I kind of like, I hung out with some, some dudes that had some fun and, you know, we, we got into a lot of trouble and then, you know, there was a certain point point, I'm like, you know. I think I was, you know, maybe 25 or 26. I was a late bloomer, you know, and I had never been to a chiropractor. My my sole experience was I'd been into a car accident with a good buddy of mine, and he ended up with, like, uh, freaking seizures and stuff. And it was a bad accident. I mean, I've been in two accidents that put me in the hospital. Holy shit. So – uh, I wasn't driving either one of those so just to say you know I, but um, but it, it was pretty significant so I hit a parked car on the freeway going 60 miles an hour wait what? yeah you did? I did I wasn't driving my buddy was he hit a and we he wasn't were, texting we were in a borrowed car we were in a borrowed Cadillac is that what you call it a borrowed yeah, car it was a borrowed <laughs> car yeah, yeah so anyway um, so <laughs> next story yeah so no we're in this borrowed Cadillac right and, and it was crazy because I got in the car and I'm like I should put my seatbelt on and I'm like for some reason I just didn't put it on I'm like ah, I don't need a seatbelt a Cadillac you know you get hit in this thing you're gonna sustain yeah you know so we're driving along and uh, I had the job of like looking behind us to make sure no cops are falling because we we're going like 89 miles an hour 101 freeway just like bowling it down it's 10 o'clock at night there's no no problems there's nothing happening right and then we're, he goes he goes he's turning he's flipping the van halen uh, see, uh, tape over in the in the tape deck right and i turn around from looking behind me and i see like these two little reflectors starting to appear to appear in the road and i'm like oh that's weird what the hell and we're getting closer to it and the reflectors turn into lights and they turned into a car and I'm like oh no car and he looks up and slams on the brakes well back then those old Cadillacs hit the they, brakes they lock up and you slide yep. <laughs> you know so I did the best I could I threw my feet up on the dashboard in order to save my face from going through the windshield because I'm thinking you know this is gonna and we hit that thing so hard in the police report it said that said that the uh, rear axle vehicle one was located near the steering column we hit a, a Toyota Corolla just, it just why boomed. was it in Massive. the middle of the road. Well, the gal got onto the freeway and she saw a mattress that was on the road, so she swerved to miss the mattress and she hit another car and it broke her wheel just enough where it disabled oh, her vehicle. No. So she ended up in the, the lane next to the fast lane, which is and then she got out of her car and she walked over the side of the road, which is a good thing she, she didn't did. put her blinkers on. No, she didn't put her blinkers, no, didn't put emergency lights on, just got out and walked over the side Sorry, of the road. Up, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. And then here we come along and boom, man, we hit that thing, and all I can remember we made contact, and I I went into the I kind of over the top. Seat, almost, in the, almost in the back seat, and, um, and I kind of came to because I was out, dude. I was out, and uh, I feel this warm around my lap, you know. And I look down, this blood is just coming out, and I'm like, "Oh, oh no!" And then, out of um, where. My nose, oh, like I just—you you broke you still it. See, Shit. my nose is see yeah. the an angle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I totally <laughs> it up, man. So, um, it yeah, makes me <laughs> makes me a badass. <laughs> it like, does. Yeah. It does. I got this in a fight, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. don't anyway, <laughs> so prison. You know. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, so the guy who was driving the car, like he, he got out of his side, and I was so disoriented, I'm trying to open the door up, and he, you know, I didn't think that I could go through his door because it accordion my side because he hit on my side. Yeah. And I left two indentations in the dashboard where my feet were. You know, <sighs> and uh, so you legs. I, it, well, the ambulance driver's like, dude, you are so lucky you didn't break both your legs, you know? And I'm like, hey, she, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty rough. I mean, it was pretty rough. And so he pulls a, he pulls a door open and I kick oh the door open to get out. I go over the side of the road and then Eric, the guy's name is Eric, comes over and he puts his hand on my shoulder. He goes, Hey bro, is there any way you can say you were driving?
0: No, he didn't yeah I'm what like, did you say
1: get the fuck you're like I'm gonna fuck kill you, you bro. right now i may be bleeding <laughs> but i will take you you better back the hell up so now here's the is, trip here's the trip we get to the hospital right and then you know the doctors take you oh yeah you got a badly broken nose you got a concussion da 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 like i need to get the hell out of here i'm going to go see my girlfriend i just caught a ride with this loser i don't know who he is you know but i knew the guy but I didn't want to know. Yeah, 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 So anyway, so Eric comes up and he goes, hey, listen, I got a ride. And I go, oh, we got a ride. Oh, cool, man. Can you drop me off my girlfriend? So yeah, don't worry about it, man. So we, we get in this, this Cadillac, another Cadillac, right? Newer than the one we were in. And um, we sit down. And then the guy driving it looks back and he goes, Eric, you owe me a fucking Cadillac, dude. And I go, oh, shit. <laughs> and I go, and he goes, who's this guy? and I go I'm nobody I'm nobody I don't is, is it? you know can you just drop me off the next oh. place <laughs> like, and Eric's like no way I'll get you the money I'll get you the Cadillac I'll get you the money don't worry I'm like holy what did I just step into you <laughs> no. do you know what ended up happening um yeah no I don't yeah <laughs> uh, no thanks. don't yeah yeah, uh, you yeah, yeah. It's, all it's all good it's all good so damn um, man you're like you yeah. survived that no that was that was the second serious accident that was and how in, so. old were you at this time I was 19 when that one happened
0: Oh, my so, God. Now,
1: um, you know, i I've been in another accident. A good friend of mine, back to my friend who'd been in the co- to, to the chiropractor, yeah. he goes, you know, my chiropractor says you ought to come see him. I'm like, I don't, I don't, who's a chiropractor? What does that yes. do anyway? You know, I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to go see the guy, whatever. So um, flashing forward, I, uh, I was working for a bank. Like I was a banker. Wow. I kind of thought I was getting my life on track. I'm going to be responsible. You were a, a banker. Bank job. Yeah. For three and a half years. Did I'll you go to school for it? No, no. I just okay. pretty much, it, it was a job that kind of landed for me. And I thought it was good. I mean, it's kind of fun. And I was working for the bank. And then at one point I'm like, you know what? I think I want to do more. I want to be like a, a loan officer. So uh, I, I put my name in the hat to, you know, to become a loan officer. And I got passed over. And when I asked like, well, who'd they, who'd they pick? Well, it was the branch president's niece. Oh my god! And I'm like, but I've been working longer, and you know, you start to see like the corporate thing yes. lining up, and you know, you're—it's just not gonna. So, it's through a set of circumstances, um, I had a good friend whose girlfriend was working for a radio station at the time. Okay. And he goes, hey, Raj, listen, um, my, my, they're doing this contest to give away um, trips to the five sister cities of Santa Barbara. It's where I'm from. And uh, he goes, um, you know, all you got to do is put the sticker on your car, and you know, you can, you have a chance to win. And well, I just bought this Cadillac. I don't know if they for Cadillacs. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, they got one. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. So, um, so I go, dude, I'm not going to put a sticker on my car, my caddy, bro. And he goes, he goes, well, you put it on, you get like five free tacos at Taco Bell. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm yeah, in yeah, sure. Yeah, what the hell, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> hungry. you know paying jobs not paying now so yes. I got some tacos so I put the thing on and, uh, and they came around they drive around the neighborhood and if you have a sticker they put a thing in your windshield to you oh, know, en- entry to win so I, I, you know, I got an entry to win and I all to go down and meet at, uh, at uh, one of the restaurants in town and uh, they were pulling the names for the, for the trip so they do Mallorca Spain Toba Japan um, uh, Saint-Tropez France um, and, they, they pulled, um, and they pulled and they pulled Rialto Russia and I won the trip to, to Russia. Holy Yeah, and so it, was like, shit. it was nuts. Like, I never won anything in my life. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Now, here's the funny thing. Like, I had just had just enough to drink that night. Um, and they were going around the table. And they're asking, like, who are you going to take as a trip for two, right? And my best buddy who turned me on to it, Logic would say I would take my best buddy.
0: Yeah, right? of course. Because I've known
1: this guy. He's, he's, my, he's my brother. You yeah. know? Like, well, I had just enough. He wasn't there, and I was pissed off at him. Like, you should have been here when I won the trip. Of course. So they're going around, and they go, they put the mic, and I'm like, who are you going to take? And I go, I just, I'm going to take my mother. Shut up, you <laughs> so, said. Yeah, I yes. I'm like, okay. So, you know, I, I I'm going to take I love, mommy. I love, I love mom. No, yeah, Mom's yeah. Come like, she's never been out of the country. She's never really done anything kind of fun. I thought yeah. this would be kind of funny. So I, I put it out there. You know, it's in the air, and it's everybody heard, You know, and I can't go back on it. So anyway, so I did. I ended up taking my mom on the trip. Oh, my God. Now, in hindsight, it was the best thing that happened, because if I would have taken my My best buddy, we would still be serving time in a Russian gulag. I can guarantee. you. (laughs) I I got in enough trouble on my own. Holy shit! So, but it was an epic trip. But the thing was, in kind of getting back to start, we're on this long flight to Helsinki. That's the first stopover before we go to to Yalta, uh, Moscow, actually. And um, I was telling my mom, like, mom, I'm really unhappy with my job. You know, I don't, this is a bank thing. I'm just, you know, and she goes, well, why don't you like pray about it? And like, I was not, you're like, like, no. not doing the walk. You know, I'm not even like, God, what do you give me? Like, what are you? Sure. But the thing is, the 14 hour flight, like, what the hell else am I going to do? Yeah. So I kind of did one of these, like, you know, oh, God, what am I going to do with my life? You know, and I put my head back. And the first time I just shut up. You know, I didn't, I had, nothing just do so i just laid my head back and some short time after this word pops into my head chiropractic
0: wait wait hold hold on you're you're for the first time pretty much ever you're praying yes right on a on a 14-hour flight to russia that you just want to trip with your mom yeah by putting a sticker on it yeah Um, Uh, yeah. and you're praying and you hear the word chiropractic.
1: yeah it was the weirdest thing i'm like what the hell is that about like how you know i i've never been to one i had a friend who went to one and i you know nobody my family is one you know you know, nobody's really. What the? So fuck? I couldn't get it out of my head the whole trip. And I'm like, God, that's just really weird. So I get off of the plane. But the thing, you know, and kind of the circumstances that lead into it which is I was just kind of getting into running too. And I was paying attention to my body. And, you know, I, I knew that chiropractic is kind of about the body in some way. It's about my sum total. Yeah. Like, I think it still works with the body, right? And something like that, you know, alignment, I don't know, yes. spine, whatever. So I got off the plane and uh, I went to um, the community college there because I just started taking some classes and uh, looked up chiropractic it's a little tiny book and I'm like oh that's kind of cool so I flipped through and I get the oh it's, it's like drug free this is all about the natural healing of the body well that's kind of yes. cool but maybe I'm not supposed to do that maybe I'm supposed to do physical therapy big volumes of book on physical therapy <laughs> so the whole row and I go well maybe I'm supposed to be medicine oh yes. my god look at that row yes. of stuff yeah. on medicine you know but I thought okay no matter what I'm supposed to do something so I started yeah. that journey of like I quit in the bank I got a job working at a liquor store at night got Held up a couple times. You know, you, I go through that, and that's a life changer too. And um, we'll get to that. In the same yeah, way. and then I uh and then I said, you know, I kind of started to dig the science thing again, get back into science. You know, yeah. so I ended up with back the, from
0: when you were younger,
1: back from when I was younger. Yeah, and I started, you know, and I, and I ended up with a degree in uh, organic chemistry, and you know, it was kind of like I do, I could use it, not nowhere in my job now. Wait, I mean, but, you, oh. You were twenty five when you decided to do this. Yeah, twenty five, twenty six, somewhere around there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. first so off, I was that's a late awesome. Late bloomer, you know, because mm-hmm. people think, oh, I hear kids coming all the time. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, dude, don't worry, just hang in there and pray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like yes. you know, yeah, But um, but that's it, you know. So um, uh, a and that's you. God presents him or herself in our lives in different ways. Whether or not we're astute enough to pay attention to the little signals makes a difference, you know, in what direction we're going. You know, and I think that stillness is a place we all need to be in. Whether you call it prayer or reflection or what, take freaking time out every day just to shut the noise off and just breathe. Yes. And just think, you know, if you want to do a word or two, like, you know, health or creativity or, you know, God or whatever, just like focus on a word and then just take your time. And I do this every day and I end up with a list of things that I put in my pocket. I carry cards around. It's like, rave what yeah i do all oh, right i do my on. prayer and i whip out a card and i write stuff down and i go okay this is what i'm gonna try to do today you know so and if i can get through them great and if i can't carry over the next day every like, single day oh, yeah every day and when do you write it the in the morning after of- my after my five minutes of prayer and that's like your list of yeah. stuff that this you want to like, do you know, what's on the list well this one i got let me see i got um t for brock there we go. I love that. I, like that, I like that, I got cat food for my cat. I yep. got, uh, I had to do a, a, I had to step in for a president meeting yesterday in a, in a group that I do. Um, I got a court thing coming up for one of my patients okay. um, and I got to register my new car. So, it's know,
0: Just I, simple little yeah. stuff, but every yeah. single day. And do you keep them or you just toss them after you're
1: done? Well, when I'm done, I used to just throw them away, but now what I do is I just stack them up somewhere and then every once in a while I get a wild hair. I'm like, did I get that done a couple months ago? Let me look through the, what did I get done? You know, so it's kind of fun to reflect back. To
0: and me. it's cool because your kids will also be able to look back at it too though yeah. like one day when you know you're not here right those little notes that you write, it's just yeah. a piece of you and who you are, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's good stuff. I mean, have of my kids. I got a whole other thing going on with them, too. But, uh, yeah. But anyway, so listen, organize. I mean, it doesn't take much to sit down and, for a day and kind of plan it out. And just like, no. what am I going to get done? And, and, and then you realize at the end of a day or two how important it was. Well, I didn't get it done. Is it really that important? Here's the thing. We don't say no enough. Like, we yes. want to stack all this shit in our lives, and it That's starts taking our problem. time. You have to learn to figure out how to say no to more things. Yeah. Because our time is precious. Like, it you know, is. I have my priorities. My priorities are my kids. I love my kids a lot. Yeah. You know, and I know when it comes to doing stuff with them, like, I got to make that time. My time with them is my time with them. And the other stuff can kind of go by the wayside. And then I can filter and figure out the rest of it. But being in the present moment is one of the most important things that we need to do, but we don't do enough. And our thieves are television. Like and listen, not that I'm I'm a big fan your of phone, like good man. documentaries, I'm a good like you know, power empower your mind with things that are important, but when you put the news on, you're just freaking uh, you're, killing yourself. That.
0: You are just screwed. You're just listening to a whole bunch of people sharing
1: their opinion. Yeah, and it's the same thing recycled <laughs> over. It doesn't matter where you're on the country, it's the same murder, rape, war, mayhem. Yep. It doesn't matter, you're in Portland, you're in Boston, you're in LA. It's gonna be and, and you can any, any year next year's gonna be the same different names, yep. same At shit. hundred percent. You switch yep. to this
0: channel, it'll be this yep. view, you switch to this that channel be that few right. but it's it's not it's never you know the straight Facts. It's always the opinion, and it's just recycled, recycled, recycled over yeah. and over again. Just
1: brainwashing. And it your sells. Mind. It sells. they want to sucked into that so they can oh. sell their you know their commercial time and one hundred percent. So unplug from that. I mean, if you have like I talk to people all the time, and we all have goals of things we want to. You want to write a book. You want to get healthy. You want to run a marathon. You want to like you know spend more time with the kids. But I tell you what, when the second you turn that TV on, you just sabotage. Well, it's yourself. social media too for the younger yeah, generation. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, digital detox. You know, you got to take those once in a while to shut it off. It's
0: important, man. Pick one day a week. Pick an hour a week. Whatever it is, a little bit of time to just shut that shit off. Don't go on it. Don't look at it, right? Because it's just... It's. I don't know exactly what it does to our brain, but I just know uh, from looking at society as a whole, it's not. Um, yes, there is a positive, but I also believe there's a lot of negative coming from it too. Yeah,
1: I can tell you what it does. It's a. It's a it, it sets off the same ter- serotonin and right. and um, the the dopamine that uh, other things do too. It becomes addictive. It's another. It's just another form of addiction. Exactly. And listen, the way I look at addictions, it's just a spiritual yearning. Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah, we go to those things because you know our spirit needs something, and we're not directing it the right way. Oh, hundred percent. So you know, do the digital detox, cut a break, sit down with your thoughts. And I know it's kind of scary sometimes, but I do it. You, know, but you gotta. But you know, if you start catching yourself in the negative thoughts, you know, a turn it around, or b listen, I get on YouTube, and there's like tons of stuff on there for like meditation, like positive meditation. Just plug it in there. Put it on the background for five, ten, fifteen minutes and just shut up and yes. listen to it and let somebody guide your thoughts the right direction if you don't think you can handle it yourself. Yeah. I've been there. I know what it's like to have those things come in and you freaking start thinking awful things and you're not oh. good enough or you know you're not, you know, skinny enough or you're not rich enough and not pretty enough. And yeah, that shit's out there. You know, you can put that in your head, but at the same time there's people that are willing to help to do things for free yeah. that will guide you along and to remind you that you are beautiful you are smart, you yes. are rich, you are, you know, all those things that you think that you're not, you really are. You just got to tap We're it. Alive,
0: yeah, and you're alive, man. You're breathing. We only have this, as we know, right, um, this one life in this form, right? Uh, and you have to be able to live it the best way you possibly can. And yes, shit gets thrown at us constantly, oh, right? Yeah. But it's how we block and move, block and move, yeah. and just continue to push through This shit. And this is what I have learned with my own personal journey, you know, especially someone that has fibromyalgia. um, Shit
1: gets thrown at me all the fucking time. But you have to just fucking push through and you know the wild thing about it that sometimes that stuff comes from people who are friends and our family yeah like the sometimes you start doing well people will start pointing the guns at you like how how could you be doing better Uh, and what it does is that they kind of i think it really kind of reflects on them like maybe i'm not doing enough oh well then brock's doing really well man you know what brock what are you doing that for come on dude let's go hang you know well you didn't need to do that stuff you know in in Unfortunately, like. yes, yeah. right? Yeah. People, you know, the ones that care about us, love us, prop us up, man. I love seeing people do well. Yes. I love it. Like, you have people come in, I'm like, wow, that. That chick's got it. I mean, she's like got it together. Yes, you yes. know, people who turn their stories around it's it's inspiring 100%. We should like focus our energies on that. But you know, the way the media and the news is, Can we oh, focus man, on the negative. This star had a downfall. Oh, yeah. this person, you know, shot themselves. And man, this Just is like that stuff is depressing. Clickbait bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, I
0: want to bring it back to your story, right? Okay, okay. Um so you you talked about um, you know, you're 25 years old, that's right. Kind of around the time that you got into school. Um, and, and you went for, uh, what, what did you say you went for? Where were you going? What was your, like when you went to school? You oh, I got degree- a degree
1: in organic chemistry. Okay. So
0: you talked okay. about that, right? Um, but while you were going to school at nighttime, you were working work- at a liquor store, working at a liquor yeah. store. Yeah. Okay. People, um, You know, there's a lot of people out there that just truly don't understand that if you want something bad enough, you're going to do whatever it takes to make it right. And so a young kid like yourself, 25, 26, 27 years old, um, going to school all day and then having to work nights, what was that
1: like? Uh, you know, back when I was young, I, 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 I felt like I could just burn it at both ends, you know, yeah. and I tried. I mean, I did, I, had at one point I had three jobs and liquor store was one, you Holy know, shit. And I went to, I went to school to, uh, get a certification in massage therapy because I'm like, at some point I realized, you know, I think I'm going to be a chiropractor. I got to damn well make sure I'm putting my, you know, I'm comfortable putting my hands on people because I had no idea at that point. Like I got to work on a body, you know? Yes. But, so, um, I did, I got a certification in massage therapy and I really did well at it. People loved what I did and I was really good at it and I enjoyed the hell out of it. And yeah. I got a ton of stories behind that too, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so uh, and then uh, you know I was whatever odd jobs I could pick up. So I was like you know I was burning at both ends. I'm in school in the morning. I'm doing the the massage therapy thing on the sides. Whatever things I can book. I'm doing liquor store until eleven. You know twelve one o'clock in the morning. Whatever shift I'm pulling, you know get up and recycle and do it all again. And sometime on the weekends I'd go out and party. You know just have a good yes. time. So. Um, it was chaotic and hectic, but it was a blast. I had a motorcycle back then. and I used to like a bonsai <laughs> around, it. but that's what youth is for. Yes, you know that youth is for living and kind of pushing it, and you know, um, and you got to learn and you, you got to take the to. steps. And you know, if you fail, big deal. You know, yes, that's, that's part of life. You failed. You just try something else. Absolutely. You know, good. you didn't like it, it, didn't work out for you. I listen. I dropped out of school because it became too much for me. I, t- I dropped everything out except for acting class. <laughs> Wait, you went to acting class? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they effort, the Acting. So <laughs> I got, actually I kept two classes. I did acting and Russian history, which is you know because I, I, yeah. I, I, I won that trip, and I knew I had time before I was going to take it. So I'm like, oh, will just take some Russian history. What the hell? And I, I bailed out of the science class. I bailed out of chemistry. I bailed out of physics. I bailed out all those because it was just too much to handle and I thought well maybe if I'm, maybe I'm not supposed to do this but in the acting and in the Russians I found like a new passion like I didn't know I was a history kind of guy and yes. you know, kind of, this Russian history kind of turned me on I'm like oh that's kind of I'm getting like, a little woody on yeah, this stuff says, yeah, yeah, on, I'm yeah. going to go there and I'm going to I'm going to see what this stuff is all about yes, it's going to yeah. be kind of cool so you know um so whatever you don't like, if you're not happy, just try a different angle. But the bottom line is, you have a drink, Don't give up on it. Sometimes the path is a little meandering, and it it's okay time, to do man. that. Yeah. It so I I'm a late bloomer. You know, I, I had my kids late. You know, I'm, I'm an old dad. That's uh, all right. But um, but the path has been a blast. It's been and one of the few people listen. If anything you want to achieve in life is just get up in the morning and just like what you do because if you can show up at your job and like it, then you've got the battle won. I had a friend of mine. Fuck just, yes. I was really like I was depressed at one. I had a few points I was on a low and I was sitting with my friend. I'm like we're sitting in a hot tub and I'm like wanking and moaning about how I don't need money, life is terrible. And my buddy goes, Hey Rod, you know what? You're born in America. You know what that means? I'm like no, is that. What? Really? And he goes, he goes. yeah, you know what? 4, 5% of the world's population is born in this country. And yeah. you've already won the lottery of life. You have. You can... You can pick and choose. You're not held by a caste system. You're not held by you know your socioeconomics. You can rise up. People on the bottom go to the top. People at the top go to the bottom. Of course, it happens, and it doesn't mean that um, you know people in America,
0: uh, you know, sometimes are born on the shit end of the stick. But the opportunity that we have in America compared to places like Venezuela, Syria, right. Afghanistan, yeah, right. you know, um, Iraq, it's it's completely different. And this is not like, and I say this all the time, it's not to say that you know people don't have it tough here because people do they people do oh absolutely to,
1: there is suffering
0: but yeah tons of suffering tons of suffering but you do have the ability uh and more opportunity than you know you know people that live in some of these other countries around the world um i do want to ask you a question though what was it like uh you said you got held up
1: what the fuck was that <laughs> <Yeah>. like
0: <laughs> i mean i've had a gun pulled on me a few times in my life but it was not for uh working at a liquor store
1: yeah no you know i um I was, it was late in the evening and it had been, it was one of those funny, it was a funny day because I, earlier that day I had a ha-ha because this guy comes in and he goes, hey, you guys, you have like any organic wine here? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, come here. It's grape juice right there, dude. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no alcohol-free wine. He goes. Do well, you have any alcohol-free wine? Yeah, it's grape juice. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a hot. And then I was thinking about that later that day. And then I see this guy come in. And he kind of ditches back in the corner. And he's he's hunched down. And he's you know, he's got a homeless guy. You know. And yeah. Santa Barbara's a there's a large homeless population. Over there yes. so, And I see him like kind of tucking some stuff in. You know. And so I'm like, all right, I got to go back over and deal with him. So I walk over and I see him hunched over. And he's you know putting his you know the mad dog 2020 in his jacket and i'm like hey you know dude you can't you got to pay for that and he kind of gets up his beard and he looks at me and he walks towards me and I'm like you get that uncomfortable feeling like oh shit yeah <laughs> you just talk you can stay right where you are and the knife comes out and he i let him get close enough to me where he could have freaking shanked yeah. me you know and i'm like dude okay cool you know what he goes i'm taking it and you're gonna shut up. The- so, and I'm like, okay. Oh, all your, you want anything else? Want a sandwich? cake your sandwich. Yes, you know, yes, yeah, yeah. Cigarettes, you yeah, know. You, you, you know, I'm, I don't get paid enough. Oh, you know, no, I'm sorry, but no. you know, here let me. Anything here? Let me show you the door. Lock yes. it behind you. Call my boss. Up, dude, I'm out of here. This guy, you know, this guy just pulled a knife on me. I don't, you know, I don't need You don't need this, that. So, yeah. No, no, so, anytime. So. You know, a few experiences like that. I, you know, I, and I was just kind of like, you know, I, it was it was for what it was. And at that point, I'm like, All right, I'm done. I don't have to do that anymore. No. To have that kind of job, I can, you know, on the strength of something, anything else I can do. But you know, it was fun. I mean, I met some wild. Fun oh, people, I'm sure. I'm sure. That yeah, ran its course. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes yes. Go, I'm done. I'm done.
0: So, 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 um, how the hell did you eventually? You know, you dropped out of school, right? Yeah. What what happened? What switched? And how did you see it to the end?
1: Um. I, I think one of those quiet moments, I'm like, you know what? Next year is coming anyway. There's no stopping time. No. You know, I'm going to be... 27, I'll be 28, I'll be 29 and what am I going to want to say when I get there like oh, I gave up on this and I thought it was something I wanted to do but I changed my mind. I'm like you know what no I'm going to do it. I re-enrolled I dedicated myself to the process I start hanging out with smart people and that's you want to get somewhere in life you hang that's out it. with people who are smarter than you are. That's exactly my motto. You will learn a lot and you will pick up habits you know and yep. so I did I start hanging with some smart people and Um, I made it through, I got to my graduation and, um, I sold off everything that I owned, which wasn't a whole lot. And I bought a a truck and I, you know, like a little Nissan pickup and everything I owned, I could throw in the back of it. And I made my drive up to San Francisco and, you know, I got a, I got a roommate, you know, Figured out where I was going, and the thing that blew me away is like, you know, you talk about being like a late starter in life. My first roommate in chiropractic college was sixty years old. Shut the. Yeah, he was his last year of school, and I'm like, this old guy. Holy cow! And he had a wild story too. But I'm like, wow. So you know what? You don't. If you think age is your limitation, no, no it's not. No, don't even. You know, and he he turned out to be like he was a he was a one smart dude, man. And dude. So you know, it just goes to show you. Like I thought, oh, I'm an old old. You know, kids yeah, but you weren't. Yeah. Uh, but I was hanging out with the uh, younger kids. Like most of the kids in my class were like twenty, twenty-one. Of 22, course, you know, but. But this guy was like, oh, he was an inspiration. He was smart. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, don't don't let the age be a thing for you. Now, chiropractic college was a blast. I mean, really, had, we had a lot of fun there, and I took this the studies very serious, but I loved it. I, I found like with anatomy and physiology it was a passion. I kind of really enjoyed that stuff. And, yeah. Um, when you pick something, you know, when you know you're validated in your journey, you'll get the joy that comes in each step. Yes. So, but you gotta, you, know, you also gotta look for because you know, being being in school full time, it can be kind of hard too. And and, and then I got one bit of advice for people. Student loans don't don't take them. I yeah. mean, you know, listen, we're in a big crisis right now. We got listen. Here's the thing: we got healthcare, we got student loans, and we got housing. Like yep. right now, we are our our parents and grandparents screwed this for us. They did. And now we're kind of left with this damage in the environment, which, you know, uh, it was great when, every, when, you know, the COVID thing happened and people weren't driving. And yeah, were watching yeah. Fish swim Venice, up the Venice yeah, Canal. Oh, yeah. yeah. there's a squid. We've never seen that before. Yeah. Like, Dolphins, all, you know? Yeah. And the, again, the earth has a way of like, you know, kind of getting back to its balance. And if you think this COVID is the first thing, I'm telling you, we're not, we, we're not done with this. No. We're going to see the cycle until somehow something gets back to the balance it's supposed to. Yeah. So, uh how I get there um hang on uh, no, no, so no. in school yeah. in, and uh, and don't just you know the the student loans listen student it's, loans. it's a big deal but, um,
0: but i agree with you right it's it's so fucking crazy to think um, that you have a kid that is 18 years old gets out of high school and uh wants to go to college right um and then you know they're willing to give them you know fifty thousand a hundred thousand two hundred thousand loan uh two two hundred thousand dollar loan to go to College, right? Um, at eighteen years old, I barely knew how to wipe my ass, right? right? right. Um, and you're you're giving someone that much money to go to school um, when a lot of times now they're they're not there's no even there's no opportunity, right? There's, get a the degree, do, yeah.
1: You got you got nothing to work because there's so many other people who have a degree too. Exactly. And uh, you know, listen, my oldest son, like you know, I he goes, yeah, Dad, he's not going to follow my footsteps with what I do. You know, with yeah. chiropractic or, or anything health related, and I'm cool with it. Course. He goes, Dad, you know, I think I want to do the automotive program. I'm like, great. People drive cars; they always will. They all, yeah. You know, do what you love to do. I'm not pressuring my kids to fit into a mold that I think is best for them. That's they're it. going to be their own humans. You they know, have if, to. It, we have to let our kids express. You know, or, and the people around us we love. I mean, why shove them into a hole you think they should be in? I mean, listen, they're going to make their decisions. Yeah. Support them in in what decision that you know they're going to be happiest with. But you know, you got to guide them still. I mean, you know. Of Course, hey dad, I want to take up drugs and deal. Like, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, probably no, not a good course. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm going like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to go, I don't advise you, but you know, I'm going to tell you, probably not a Be good a path. Yeah. 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 Be a <laughs> pharmaceutical salesman. You, go, you <laughs> make tons of money. Not only do you get away with it, but you know, you can make a shitload <laughs> of money. My
0: God, no, but it's it's, <laughs> but, it's so true. But um, all right, so to bring it back, right? You yep. you, you you graduate, right? Um, how old were you at this point?
1: Uh, I think
0: I was about 29 when I graduated. So you're 29, you graduated. Yeah, yeah sold everything went up to San Fran yeah, uh, why did you have a job up there like- no no
1: no job I, I dedicated myself full time well actually I did I can't. I take it back I, I did massage therapy and Okay. I, and I actually built a good clientele up there a good patient base a good client nice. base and, and people loved me and they referred me and I did I had a lot of fun with it it was really great so um, you know I did that and that was like my sideline and it was nice because I could pick and choose the hours I wanted to work and who I wanted to work with and you know so there, there was that part of it and I knew I was a healer I mean not, and now listen I'm going to throw this out here this is a crazy thing, like I, I'm not a healer. Like any doctor who calls themselves, anybody calls themselves a healer, all they're doing is they're promoting the healing process in another person. I think it's a mislabel to call yourself. A, you walk, you call yourself a healer? You're like, Whoa, well, that's like yeah, Jesus, status, like, guru, you know? like Jesus. Yeah. yeah, Jesus put his hands on people and yeah. they were lame and they walked. You know, yes. that's a healer. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, a healer. Sorry, but, but there are people out there who can promote the healing process in others. The doctor of the future is the patient. All right. And that point. means that we have the intelligence to, to know what it's going to take to get us healthy. Empower yes. a patient to get healthy. Yeah. That's the I, doctor I, right, right there. See, I don't heal people. You know, all I do is I just make sure things line up in the way that their body is supposed to express its own healing potential. Yes. I facilitate the healing potential in others. Yes. And that's what I, I love that. I mean, that's great for me. There's, you know, and, and anybody who's in this field, they should really understand that, you know, hey, you're helping other people. That's for why we sure. do this, you know.
0: So. But uh, unfortunately, um, at least in my opinion, there's a lot of chiropractors out there, and and I'm sure you don't want to say or talk crap about other chiropractors, but there are a whole lot out there that aren't doing the. Uh, uh, just doing justice,
1: unfortunately. There's bad in every profession. Of course, there's always somebody in every profession you're, you're, that's going to screw you're, it up. You're, for you're, you're and, yeah.
0: absolutely correct.
1: And unfortunately, when you're a minority, the the actions of the few reflect the many. Yeah. Like, when you're a minority, like you know, it takes one person in your that can really screw it up for everyone yeah. else. And that's the way my profession has always been. Like I, we're, we're like the black sheep. We're like the you know why is friends. that though? Because they're I mean, my God. Well man. you know I mean You're a first, good one. You're well good one. Uh, that that's like it's a great question. I tell you the reason why is that um, we've we've been threatening. We're we're not the instead of or oh, sorry, we're not the along with we're the instead of. We're the instead of profession. Hey, instead of doing this, do this. And because of that we're very threatening to pharmaceuticals or the hospitals or yes they they don't want us to be instead of they want to be do with us you know we we you can do what you do but you better make sure that we're in it too and that's very threatening it's been threatening since 1895 when my profession started they never liked it now the worst dagger that that the medical ever put in the back of chiropractors or acupuncturists for that matter or anybody or any holistic healer is they call it unscientific now with my profession we have always been scientific but they put that in there and they said oh chiropractors are unscientific and they yeah. took a little turn yep. a little knife yep. say so you're not people,
0: doctors say so you're not this that, right that, that, so people
1: yeah. people bought it They're like oh all well, those chiropractors and you know it's you know and that and we were. It's, it's taken us decades and decades and decades to get over that stuff you know it's not true it's never been true but man all they had to do was put that in and, yeah. and the perception of the population is, oh, they're not a real doctor. Yeah, thank you very much. I don't want to be a MD. Yes, I love I love what I do as a DC. Yes, and uh, what's but, the difference for people listening? Uh, MD means more drugs. Okay. Um, so um, no Makes sense. Yeah. Though. Medical doctor and yeah. doctor of chiropractic. Well, so, oh my, there you go. so, uh, you know, but it it's, you know, the approach is different and, and you know, they don't, it's not understood. So I <laughs> that. yeah. Um. Okay. All right. We're, let's get back. All right.
0: Um, so you go up to San Francisco, you're doing massage. Yeah. When did it all click? How did the, how did it, um, when, when did, did the chiropractic click? stuff come in? Oh
1: man. Um, Oh, wow. You forgot? Well, it started from... You know the airplane. That's when it clicked for me. Well, well I uh, guess
0: I guess you you went to mas- you do, you were doing massage therapy yeah, up yeah. there. When did you actually start
1: practicing? Well, um, in the way it works in chiropractic colleges, you you go through your first two years, which is like medical school. We study anatomy, physiology, chemistry, biochemistry, all that kind of stuff. Cool. And then you get to work on patients. So you become an intern, and then you screw people. I mean, you we practice on no, people. No, but it's and true. You <laughs> have to. Right? That was another question. Like,
0: yeah, I know. You're just, <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine going into a, a you know a, a chiropractic school and getting adjusted. Yeah. No yeah, disrespect. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like I couldn't imagine going into a hair school and getting a haircut. Right. Yeah. You <laughs> like, so yeah. Yeah. You, you get the thing. Like, you
1: know. But there's a supervisor there watching yeah, to make yeah, sure no, you don't really that. mess it up. Right. But um. But no. I mean, when I started to get my hands people in the clinic, I started to go like, you know, this is pretty cool stuff. I'm really digging it. I'm really digging, I'm really digging a lot. And um, the fear is always like, you know, anytime you do something new, like, I thought, oh, man, what if somebody comes in, like, they can't walk? What am I going to do, you know? So um, I realized I got to a point when I'm like, being in a clinic, you see people and you see interesting things, but I wanted to see like Really messed up people. Yeah. So I decided to extern. I worked with a doctor in the Bay Area who had one of the, the larger practices, and uh, his name was Nick Athens, and he was great because right. people would get literally. We he calls like, "Hey, externy, you know, you little one, go out there and get that guy who can't walk because his wife's trying to carry him out of the car, and you need to go help." <laughs> like, yeah. okay, all right, cool. You know, and we'd get these people that literally, like these guys that were just like, we had to carry him into the clinic, and then he would work on them and I would just observe, what is he doing? You know, yeah. and I didn't want to be afraid when I started practice when that first guy goes up and he goes, hey, Audrey, can you, like, I can't walk can you help me? I'm like, yeah, I need to know how have the tools you know, yes. so I, I gleaned a lot from like being in that environment where people like were really effed up I mean, when you yes. run a big clinic, there's people that come in with like the craziest stuff going on and you know, one of my, my craziest, I mean, I had a patient came in who, she calls me up and she goes hey, Dr. D, like I woke up this morning and I couldn't see out of my right eye can you help? I'm like, what? whoa what? Uh, <gasps> Um, sure, come on in. <laughs> I mean, let me take a breath, but yeah, yeah. come on in. I, I can, you know. Whoa. And uh, so she came in, and uh, I, I got on the table and I checked her out. I'm like, wow, again, this bone was really out in her neck. It was a C2. And I'm like, let me just get that thing into place. And I adjusted her, and I'm like, Okay, hold my breath. She's all, oh, you know, it feels a little bit, I think I see a little bit coming back. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then she calls four hours later. She goes, I can, I, get my, I can see out of my eye now again. Holy so, shit. So now the crazy thing was I thought, well, I mean, I can cure the blind, man. This yeah. is cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, watch yeah. out, man. Hey, blind people, come on in, you know. <laughs> but, you know, um, but it turned out she had a, something called a... Um, a Pituitary tumor, and it pressed on the optic nerve. Oh, shit. But um, I really think that what I did helped her body enough where it got the pressure off, and then, yeah. you know, so it was kind of cool. you know. And, and, I, and since then, like, I have seen amazing things in my practice and that's what I love about what I do because every day like, I feel bad for proctologists you know because yeah. you, like, you go when what's behind this door yeah. go, when what's behind that door you know, like, it never changes right <laughs> who decides <laughs> to go to school to do that like it's just so weird <laughs> nothing new here yeah another a-hole yeah even
0: like the, urology I just don't know. but whatever yeah, you know yeah, maybe it's but, like a family thing you know, so
1: every day I see new stuff you know yeah. and, and it really charges me and I have fun doing it and it's 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 just a blast. For like
0: a- for for people listening, you know, the very first time I saw you, you explained the spine and like what you know the you know the the my god, like the my god explain the spine real oh, quick so, and like okay. each what like what it does well, I'm we, drawing we, a
1: fucking blank right you now know, we really cervical, take- thoracic and lumbar, lumbar. yeah exactly yeah. so we really Boom. take our spines for granted you know hey, yes. that's pretty good yeah. yeah, we take our spine. people you don't think about it you get out of bed in the morning it is a miracle feat when you put your feet in the ground and you stand up people like you, you, you take it for granted let me tell you yeah. they can't make a robot that can duplicate the action of getting out of bed and standing upright with the efficiency of a human we're not even close wow. so not only do our spines support us but they also allow movement you can bend over and touch your toes you can twist the side you can reach back behind your car and get your briefcase or your purse and yes and not only that but it protects this very delicate thing called the spinal cord and the spinal cord is such a delicate thing like if you took it out of your body and laid it in the table it would collapse under its own weight and all it takes is a little bit of pressure on it and it will screw a lot of stuff up yes. we don't think that you know our, our brain and our nervous system are the master computers for our body yeah. And they can't come close to the, you know, the amount of data that the brain, three trillion bits of information per second. Like, w- even the supercomputers right now, we're not, we're almost there, but three trillion bits of information per second. I mean, that's pretty massive. That and But we walk around thinking nothing of it. Hey, no. look, bend my finger. You know, you have to think that, I, but it works. So when it comes to like the health thing, you got to like, you know, you, there's a, I, I call it the, the, like the, 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 the priority, you know, you got to set your priorities. You got to, you, you have to eat, you have to exercise, right? That's bottom, yes. bottom rung, that's the foundation. You got to move, you got to eat, you got to eat well, because you can survive a long time without, you can lay in a bed in a comatose state for years, mm-hmm. right? You don't need the movement, but it's important for good health. Now, you have to have food, right? You can go yeah. like 40 days without food, yes. right? And then you have to have water, you have clean water. You can go like four days without water. That's crazy. And you get to air, and you can go like four or five minutes without air, yeah. But when the nervous system doesn't work, you're done. Yes. So when it comes to the priority of what you take care of in your life, start from the top down, t- 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 go through that list, and then you know you when you get to the bottom, you're able to handle all that stuff in proper order. You're gonna be you're gonna have good health at the end. Yes. So. Uh, the nervous system runs everything the organs are all told what to do and you know that's how you breathe you know your, your kidneys all. so anyway that's you know that
0: no but you, when we spoke you're like the the cervical the mm-hmm. thoracic the lumbar
1: like yeah what each of the issues cause yeah. you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah can you break that down real quick okay um upper part of the neck when you have problems up there that's you know that's just the nerves that go up into the head so that can yeah. control things like eyes ears um uh it controls your immune system big Big generators up there, blood pressure, autonomic regulation. And you go down the cervicals, the lower part of the neck, that's arms, shoulder, hands, fingers. Tingling, numbness, weakness, the arms, hands, the fingers. It's probably coming from the lower part of the neck. Yeah. you got to get things lined up there, upper part of the back, same thing. You get to the upper part of the back. Now we got lungs. you got heart, you know, uh, irregular heartbeats, uh, you know, unexplained increase in blood pressure, breathing challenges. I've had many patients come with asthma, and they do well, and that's pretty cool. You get down into the mid part of the spine. Now we're talking digestion. You know, you, this, those nerves start to get affected. You know, That's me. diarrhea. Yeah, you get the digestive issues. Yep. Get things in stimulate the nerves there. Get things lined up properly. Get to the lower part of the back. Now we're talking sciatica, yep. sexual stuff like you know irregular periods, painful periods. Um, um, uh, uh, you know, d- male. You know, f- yeah issues that kind of <laughs> bladder issues or whatever hey there's a chiropractor down in, in west End lake all he does is is uh impotence like he handles impotent guy like and they come in he's got he's built this huge practice just helping dudes who just can't get it up no drug way. free yeah and so i mean and there's there's specialties in my profession like people you know they there's pediatric chiropractors and you know geriatric chiropractors and sports chiropractors and yeah so you know it's really you know if, when you understand what it's like the rest of the healing professions some of us go in different directions yeah people just don't even think about that you know what what all
0: of that causes in each of the issues and when you broke it down I'm like oh my god that's me that's me that's me and it's like where i'm feeling the pain i'm like holy shit this makes sense right um okay so i want to bring it back again right uh so you're you're in san francisco you're working at um you're, you're working for that doctor, right? right. Yeah. Uh, what brought
1: you down to Santa Clarita? Oh I mean, God, like, really? Oh yeah. My God. So yeah my hometown is Santa Barbara, so I thought uh-huh. man I 'll go down to santa barbara and um, but the thing is like there are certain areas of, of the of the state that are densely populated with white collar professionals and certain areas of the state where it 's very expensive to live and yes. while I love my hometown it is it's kind of tough to you know. Well, kind of at the same time, I met my first wife, and okay. um, she got pregnant, mm-hmm. and I decided, you know, I need to go to a place where it's uh, the schools are good, the housing is affordable, it's growing because I have a, I want to grow a practice, and uh, like Santa Clarita kept coming. She had a best friend who lived down here. I had a good friend of mine who was very well connected to the community. He said, "Rod, you come down here, I'll help you build your practice." And, and wow. Todd, Todd's great. He was amazing that way, and um, so I did. I came down here. I'm just kind of a on a uh, on a chance and um you know started i started my practice up i didn't i did kind of went a, a different route i i thought i would just go solo and just try to do it on my own and yeah. i built a practice from the ground up and, and i rented space from another doctor and i built it and then i moved to another space you know became successful and i bought a house you know a car furniture you know yes. raising my son having a good time and then the, and then like things kind of went south with the relationship yeah and uh so that was uh, you know that was a, a big turning point in my life um, yeah you know at some point um i had to make that decision like you know am, am i going to be hanging in this with you know the pain that's going on in it or can i you know try something a little different and maybe have a chance at love and you know love is an important thing people shouldn't be without it no not at all and um so i i, I made a very tough decision and when i walked away from the relationship i'm like just take it all yeah, take it all. Have the house, have the furniture, have the car. I'll just take you know the old car and the furniture off my back and my time with my son, and wow. you know, we'll we'll start over. And and I learned a very valuable lesson because in the state of California, if you start a business during the time of your marriage and you get a divorce, your spouse is entitled to the profits from that business, and it's it's kind of a tough pill to swallow. Wait, what? So, yeah, yeah. So um, check with your local attorney and your laws, and just make sure that you know. But I'm telling you, um, you know. It's a little rough in the state, so I started the business. I, you know, my attorney sat down and said, "Look, you know, she's either going to get half of your business, or you know, you can just give her everything." And I said, "Well, she deserves to have the house and all that stuff." And just if as long as she doesn't get my business, then I can start fresh and I'll start over again. So that's kind of how that one worked out. So I started over again and built my life back up and. Yes, it's called community uh, property. Anything that you acquire during the time of your marriage belongs to both of you, and anything you have before the marriage is yours. Now, what I had before the marriage was my student loan debt. Yes.
0: (laughs) It so, be, it, but it's not
1: like it's not a case by case basis right it's, it's just like a blanket law it's like a blanket law I mean you know you, yeah you can try to fight it but you know again in this, it, like anywhere you have a good enough attorney you know you might be able to do a little bit better the money wins you know yeah. but um, so I mean I thought it was very unfair at the time and again the student loan thing like I, I'm going to encourage everybody like don't take them out if you don't have to and if you do pay them off as quick as possible because yes. that you will carry that burden for know? the rest of your life so, so I, uh, <clears throat> I went through that. I started, rebuilt my life over again, met the love of my wonderful, wonderful um, gal, we fell in love with her. We fell in love with each other. We got married, rebuilt my life over again. And, you know, it was, it was a good thing. I mean, it was really great. And bought another house and kind of started over it again. And then it happened again. This time, like, <laughs> I wasn't the one to walk away from this one. It was, you know, I, I kind of held on, as, uh, fought hard as long as I could to make it work. But then I just got to a point where, like, you know, people change. Yes. They, just, they get to a point they're like whether it's you or somebody else and you either have to you know embrace the change or you know be a part of it or do whatever but you know it just it got kind of tough it happens man it happens so it happens i went through that So I've i have two beautiful children from that relationship and you know again i I, i'm very grateful very blessed you know the things that have happened in my life all happen for a reason i
0: love that about you man as you've shared this whole like everything about you it's uh you you shit gets thrown at you you take it as it comes and you move forward but you're very grateful for the things that you have
1: well that you know in in we we have that time i mean uh, you know this thing that happened with elvis's grandson we were talking about that earlier i'm like really bummed out about that because you can have all the things going in your favor in life and not see it the right way you know or you can have all the crap hit the fan, and be at the very bottom, and think you know you're getting kicked by people that once loved you. You know, and, and, for people so, listening, we explain what happened to him. Uh, he he took his own life. Um, yeah. uh, I think it was a shotgun to the chest, and in his mom's house, and you know <laughs> of all the things. I mean, this was you know. He, you can have all that stuff given to you. I mean, he, that would have that would have been a great life. I mean, yeah. I remember seeing him like he, he, a couple of months ago, like he looks just like his grandfather. Look at the picture. I'm like, oh my god, that guy looks like, like his grandfather. Yeah. How, how lucky is he? But when you don't you work know? for it, it's completely different. Well, he there is that part of strife and survival that molds us.
0: It does, unfortunately, do, like and, fire, and it's no disrespect you know, to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you you do hear like a just kind of like this ongoing thing with a lot of these like celebrity kids. Um, and it happens to have like, not just celebrity kids, but we, we hear it more and more. Um, there is something when you are just kind of handed everything and you look at life this one way, uh, compared to people that, that you know have a different life,
1: that you know deal with, you know having to work their ass off to get the things that they have. I know? often wonder if like people would spend, I think maybe every one of us should spend a little bit of time in a ghetto. Yeah, absolutely. You know? No, just to, like here, let's just drop you right here, yes. and then you like go for a week. Yes, you know and just see how you do. A hundred percent. I bet you people would walk out going like, "Damn, I got it good." Right, and that's the problem. We don't we don't have enough of that, like like watching and being a part of suffering for others we, yes. we, 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 we fall into our suffering for ourselves yes. and that selfishness is where we end up in that trap of the whole like uh, I'm just not worthy it's just, this is awful it's not good enough but when we dedicate a process to like you know extending out to other people to help them in, in their process and help them get better you can't I mean how could you not have a good life that way I mean that's it's, like double negative but anyways, no, but, it, but it, it's
0: so terrible but, it's so terrible you know I mean this young man mm. had so much going for it's him right. um, and whatever circumstances because I don't know his life, um, it's it's such a shame. I mean, anytime yeah. anyone takes their life, the pain that they feel—it's—it's
1: it's, you know the 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 family around them, the friends, you know, those are the ones that suffer. I mean, that's the bummer of the whole thing. Not him. He's done. Like He just, he didn't care. Now the parts, I mean, I don't, 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 but I know know, because
0: I've felt that way. You know, I have, I, I, I've, I've come very close to taking my own life and I know what it's like. I know how you can get stuck in your fucking head and it's just, it's this, this other snowball effect and it's just this and that and this and that. And then it's just like, I don't want to fucking live anymore. And, um, you know, for me, I have found um, uh, through my, through through psychedelic experiences that have allowed me to step outside my brain to look at things in a
1: new light um, have saved me through some very important things. I you shared on the podcast. That, is, that is very important. I think the whole, like, I'm gaining a lot more respect for what's going on with the microdosing because yeah. like, yeah. people are tapping Huge. into stuff that is like getting, pulling that out of like, um, you know, PTSD. Yes. You know yeah. what? Hey, listen, pay attention. Hello. Hello. A solution to problems are starting to come up. Of course. When it comes to uh, mental challenges, illnesses, whatever you want to call it, man, there is stuff happening, right? Like, yeah, I think guided, um, you know, uh, microdosing psychedelic experiences where somebody's there to kind of work you through the, the challenges. 100%. So, I'll share my experience with you. Yeah, you're right, go right? for it. Yeah, yeah. So, um,
0: you know, about two, three years ago, I was flying out to my mom's um, and I just started bleeding out you know, my butt. Right. Mm. Um, and, and long story short, I was ended up in the hospital for three weeks. Um, I was on life support. I trach, like I, my, my wife thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. I made peace with it. Everything like that. It it was it. Right. I I was on, you know, a, a, a ventilator trach, the whole fucking nine. Right. Um, and I eventually fought through it and Uh, the months leading up our months after that, it was very hard for me to just grasp reality. Um, and I ended up having a Britney moment. I shaved my fucking head, my eyebrows, my beard, just went freaking crazy. And I was in New Orleans on a work trip. Thank God I did the, the meeting and everything like that. Um, you know, prior to having this moment and, um, I just wanted it all to end. I was just so depressed. I was so, I was in so much pain. I wasn't working out. I wasn't taking care of my body, my fiber, my back, everything that happened and I was done. And, um, months prior, my buddy had got some DMT and, uh, he, he said, you know, whenever you want to have, I have some for you. And, um, I, I just, I, I couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, all right, let's just, let, let, let's do it. And so I, I went to his studio, which was the studio I recorded in as a kid. So it was like a safe place and he didn't do any, it was just a guided trip. Right. And I remember the, the moment I, I took the first hit, the second hit, the third, by the time I took the fourth hit, I laid down in bed and and, and I just looked up and I was just taken into this other dimension. I was floating. Um, I, I, I felt like I was naked, but I knew that I had clothes on. Um, and I remember looking up and you see in that picture, like with the, the alien beam yeah. shooting down, right? Um, that's, that's what it was like, you know, with like a lot of other psychedelics, it's from your perspective out. Well, this was from someone else's perspective in, which was so fucking weird to me. And I remember looking up and I saw these eyes and, and I thought it was like, um, I don't know who it was or what it was, but it was my, I thought, I thought it was my father. My father died when I was 17 and I started having a conversation with him. And one of the key things that stood out, um, I said, dad, I'm, I just, I, I can't take this anymore. And he goes, Brock, this isn't your time. He goes, you have a lot more, you have a lot more life to live. He goes, everything's going to be all right. I'm watching. And, and I, I remember coming out and it was, it was one of the most scariest uh, experiences of my life, um, but it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And from that moment on, I, I shit you not, from that moment on, the feelings of wanting to commit suicide, gone. Nice. It was wow. like it melted away it's just so hard to understand if you've never experienced it. And I'm a big proponent for psychedelic drugs, but I'm a big proponent for doing them for the right reasons, right. Yeah. not for doing yeah. it to party and fuck off for, uh, if you're having to work through something, if you have something in your brain, uh, issues in your life, um, to be able to bring it to the forefront, because that's what these, these things do is they take All of the things that are so deep inside our brain and bring it to the forefront and allow you to face it head on. And I could share other experiences with you that have allowed me to solve issues in my life. And it's crazy, there is no fucking pill out there that does that. Mm -hmm. There's no one time therapy session that does that. But we have this tool we have LSD, we have psilocybin, we have DMT that if done correctly especially with a guided um, you know therapist or someone that knows what they're doing it can change your whole fucking life. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think you know instead of being, you know, oh, you know, take this antidepressant or anti yes. medication for the rest of your life or whatever it is. There are solutions out there, yeah. and there's a lot of very promising things that are happening. And yes. you know, I I've been a fan of it. You know, listen, I was one of the first people that took X back in the yeah, early, oh, the yeah, MDMA, you know? same thing. And back same then, thing. I'm like, there's something to this. Now, yes. you know, it's been a long time, but I want of to say, course. you know, back when I had, you know, did that kind of stuff, and I knew that there was something really about this. It yes. was pretty darn amazing. It is. So I think that. Um, we're we're at a really great time right now. There's a lot of opportunities and, and, and things out there for people that maybe feel like they're at the end. They've tried all the therapy. They've tried all the other medications. There are there are things happening that are just amazing. Like it is, yeah, it is. Get into I'm, it. So I, in Oakland, in
0: Oakland, um Denver, uh, psilocybin has become decriminalized. It's like the same mm. thing that happened with cannabis. It's is that it guy. started out becoming decriminalized and then medically and then you know legal right um and i believe that these tools um shouldn't be uh you know sold at your local 711 but, right, um, yeah, that's but true, absolutely. with a proper <laughs> therapist with a proper guided tour, you can have amazing time. Yeah. And this isn't to put down therapy because I, th- I see a therapist once a week and he's helped change my life um, in a huge fucking way. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've gone to other therapists and nothing like the, nothing like Brandon. He's, he, uh, he he's amazing. And I've shared some of these experiences with yeah. him and, He's he understands and people are starting to wake up and not look at these things as like these drugs that you know they don't even fucking kill people. So it's uh it's it's just a, it's a it's a it, crazy time. Yeah, and it's just kind of it, it fits in with everything that you you know that you do. You're 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 a holistic healer, and this is from the earth. This isn't prescribed in some freaking lab. LSD completely different. But if you talk about psil- psilocybin and DMT, um, these are things that come from the ground. You know.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, the bottom line is that it's a threat for some people and businesses and, you know, yes. And that's, that's why it, it, but the the tide is turning. It is. It is. And and we're really starting
0: to wake up. So, um, what's uh what's what's next for you man uh, like you run yeah. i mean um you know it, it, but ah, man you have so much and i want you to come back on because we've only touched ah, the tip of the freaking yeah, iceberg
1: yeah, yeah, no,
0: we got do we do we do um, but what, what's what's next i mean
1: right now i mean i'm i'm in this really weird place because i like i love running in and, and um but I have been able to for the last, like, like I got a stress fracture. It's a weird thing. I don't know how it happened. But I ended up with a stress fracture. I'm taking some time off right now. But I'll come back again, and I'll do it. And um, But the next big challenge on that, you know, I love the Boston Marathon. I love training for that. And I love that accomplishment and the feeling of that. And, you know, people, you know, I – Pick a goal. I mean, pick something to do with your body physically to challenge yourself in some way. Even if it's like, oh man, I don't exercise, but you know, go for like a half mile walk. You know, yes. just try it. And once you're out there, you know, you, you know, you may get a bug. And if you do, like the runners high, man, that's my. It's been my thing for it's like amazing. yeah, for eight nine years now. I just you know, um, but the new thing for me is healing. You know, right now I'm just focused on healing my kids. Uh, I got a big trip coming up um, for the globe um, for the world. Um, the world contribution—it's um, always promoting that idea that um, health is from within, and you got to do it. Don't listen. We can't rely on on um, our current model. No. We got to take a stand. We got to do the right thing and, and start looking for alternative ways of doing things for sure. Um, Being your best, I love helping people get to that point where they're their best. And um, if you want to reach out to me, I've got like, I mean, it's not all official, but I do have uh, an Instagram um, that's for the practice. It's Back to Health Chiropractic Valencia. I got my Facebook page, Back to Health Chiropractic, and Dr. Roger DeSessa. Roger Decessa my alphabet soup after my name because I (laughs) I love getting some extra letters and it's always a fun thing for me. Um, And uh, just really loving i mean people we need a lot more love out there yeah. and i'm before all this stuff happening even currently like i i'm the hug doctor like people come to my practice they get hugs yeah, you know, I know. hugs are healing it's an important part of you know the human experience um that's crazy so, it's so weird because it's like you now know. it's weird yeah i mean they're going to talk about this like 40 years from now like, <sighs> this is that you know and and it, it's going to be you know we're, we've, we've got a new world coming We've got yeah. a new things are happening now. The businesses are remodeling. We're at this verge of like we're going to see some a different thing happening, and I'm really yeah. excited. We're in a great time to be alive. We right are. Now. There is some we really are some really wild, wild. It is. Happening. It
0: is. Even with the COVID shit, right? Yeah. And it's, I don't mean to say COVID shit, but everything with going on with the coronavirus, yeah. right? We still are. It is the best time that has ever been to be alive. We have so much opportunity, um, and, and, and especially in the United States, like we said before. Um, as we wrap this up, what's your final message?
1: Well, can I tell a joke? Oh, fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> I love jokes. I love jokes. And all that- your information will be put. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's cool. Um, so we got to that point where we're talking about divorce. So I wanted to throw the yes. joke before we hit that one. So how how is a marriage and a tornado alike? Uh, I don't know. Both start with a lot of sucking and blowing, and in the end, you lose your house. (laughs) So, there's that one. Um, but. How do I Brock Broca had a great time and and yeah. uh, I love and appreciate you, man. you got style and you know uh, thank you it, the, the tats they tell a story too you know they, thank you you should share more about that and um, <laughs> little listen speak we, we i think we've lost a sense of humor and a sense of um, laughter and adventure and yes. I think that people are becoming kind of disconnected we 're all getting so serious these days and <laughs> so. we don't need to be we need to be light we need to have fun and we need to recognize that um that there's beauty around us and you look for it, you know, find it, do whatever it takes, you know, hug some people who need a hug, you know, love your family. And, uh, we're all in the soup together. We are, we're we're all in the soup together and it takes nothing to say a kind word to somebody and just keep saying kind words, spread the love. And, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: Thank you, man. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I, I, uh, i had an incredible time we'll have you come back on because you got a lot more (laughs) and uh yeah thank you thank you seriously from the bottom of my heart man i see that there can be a light at the end of my tunnel um anyone listening to this if you're in the la area you gotta see dr d i mean he will help you out more ways than you could ever imagine um Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Brock. Appreciate Absol- it. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. Have a good night, people. Thanks for listening to back to your story. Peace out, motherfucker. Wowzers. Thank you so much for tuning to the podcast. I want to thank Dr. D for coming on to share his story. It was an amazing experience. Uh, like I said before, uh, just really getting to dive deep into a story and just hear so many things That are wrong with the medical profession in the United States of America was really eye opening. We had such a long discussion afterwards. We must have hung out probably a few hours, and I wish we would have recorded that part of the podcast as well. Uh, But this man is a wealth of knowledge, uh, and I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want, uh, you know, please do not forget to like, subscribe, and review to the podcast. It really helps us out in a major way. If you want to watch the video version of this bad boy, uh, go to our YouTube channel. Right now, that is bit.ly backslash B-T-Y-S tube. Let me break that down. So it's B-I-T dot L-Y backslash B-T-Y-S-T-U-B-E. And remember, new stories premiere every single week. Thank you so much. Have a good night, people. Smooches!